This week on the Rorschach Test, I'm speaking with Bill Clem about his upcoming composition workshop for the Alaska Youth Orchestras. Bill is a trombonist, composer, and music educator, amongst other things, here in Anchorage. And his workshop is one of a series of workshops hosted by AYO that are starting this week. There are workshops covering entrepreneurship, composition, conducting, music theory, and others. All of the workshops are hosted by some of our fabulous AYO coaches and mentors. If you like what you hear, or if you're interested in any of these subjects, I would highly encourage you to go to alaskayouthorchestras.org to find out more information about these workshops. I know I speak for the rest of AYO when I say that we are really committed to providing a comprehensive music education to our students. And right now, obviously, we're not able to do the normal things. We're not able to come together for rehearsals or get together for concerts and present them to the public. But we are finding new ways to bring great content and provide a great musical experience for our students. So if you or anyone else that you know might be interested, again, please go to alaskayouthorchestras.org for more information. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Bill Clem. How's it going, Bill? Oh, pretty good. What do you want to know about our workshop? Yeah, so I, I guess I kind of want to start with your teaching a composition workshop. What do you hope that your students bring to the workshop, and what do you hope to have them leave with? I hope to um, hope they bring some curiosity about how music works, and just the whole there's so much diversity in how how music is made from different people. And I really like exploring different, um, different tonal structures and ideas that people have about how, how music works um, and what we like to listen to. And just it's something magical that just kind of happens when it makes you feel something when you listen to music. And I've always been curious and being able to, how did he do that? Open the score. So, um, if students come in with an open mind of like, well, how does this work? And how can I do this? Or how can I explore my own curiosity for creating music? You start giving them a couple of ideas on how to find um, tools to make that happen. And so um, it's not a theory course. We're not going to go deep diving into harmony and counterpoint and uh, form and structure and all these really things that take years to learn but we're just hoping to kind of like go to the buffet if you will and sort of pick up some things that are interesting and sample a bunch of things um and try things out on our own and so when everyone's done they'll have some idea like um well they have some inspiration they'll be like oh i have this i have inspiration to write something here's my inspiration here's some tools for making it actually work as a piece and even if it's just something simple it's more than um more than what uh we we, we came in with you know yeah so. definitely I, I think that a lot of instrumentalists you know I'll speak for myself we have little ideas and we hear little tunes in our head and learning the skills and even just learning that you can write that down and turn it into something is, is pretty exciting how did you come to composition you know when i was a kid um Growing up in the 70s, <laughs> um, in the late 70s, music scores started really being um, something that we paid attention to, especially about the, in the late 70s, I started my first band class. Um, so I started uh, on trumpet in 
I think it was 78 or 79 when, when I was band age and you know, the big score out there was star Wars and several other things by John Williams. And I just heard sounds and what say what you want about Williams. Uh, he does have a tendency to sort of borrow a lot of his stuff, but um, there's a saying amongst composers that good composers borrow and great composers steal. I mean, so <laughs> he's got excellent taste in what to grab. Um, so you'll hear Howard Hansen, you'll hear Holst, you'll hear um, Shostakovich and just corn all of these interesting yeah. court, lots of corn gold. Yeah. And it's all, those are all people that you will discover listening to film scores. Like, cause you'll go on these deep dives going, I didn't know this music existed. Mm-hmm. So he's opening doors and curiosities and that kind of, um, the world of classical music became accessible to me because it was something I was familiar with, you know, 200 years ago, opera and pit orchestras for ballet were just kind of how, and, and plus whatever people were doing at home. Uh, if you were wealthy, you had music lessons, but if you weren't, you probably paid, played some small instrument, but everyone was sort of musical because they didn't have a radio or a record player to, to turn on and, and have someone do it for them. So um, I'll say what I will about John Williams that I took my first band class in the early 2000s, a few years later than you. And he was one of the first inspirations that I had. For me, it was you know E.T. and Memoirs of a Geisha and then discovering Star Wars for the first time and hearing his score. So, you know, whatever about borrowing and stealing, he's a composer who has inspired you know, now generations of, of musicians. Um, where, do you, where do you think that, you know, being on both sides, being a composer and being a performer, I'm sure you've also dabbled in conducting and teaching, of course. Um, where do you think composition fits into the broader scheme of the modern musician? I think even if you don't write a lot of music, it gives you insight on how to perform music. Yeah. Um, you learn so much about... Um, as a performer, you, when you write down a part for someone, you think, well, is this going to sound terrible because it's so difficult <laughs> or because it's out of the idiom of the instrument? So, um, for example, if I were writing for a trombone player, I would not write glissandos that are difficult to perform or some other kitschy thing that you hear a lot of that are, becomes a little bit of a, um, it becomes passe after you hear it so many times, but I, I would, um, I mean, composers tend to think about the ensemble, I think a little bit long, but what's going on um, rather than sort of being just sort of in tunnel vision, looking at your own part going, you know, I, I think the engagement with, with listening, I think is a, is a little richer because you're, because you're constantly um, wondering how did he deal with this or how did this composer put this together so there's always um, something to hear that's new right for for me and my students I try to always encourage them to find new ways to listen critically and for me composition was just kind of an, another perspective another point of view that I could take so I could have a clearer picture, a more complete understanding of what was happening with what I was hearing or what I was seeing on stage. Um, and I, I definitely, as a primarily a performer, it has definitely helped me over the years to be 
maybe more empathetic <laughs> towards my colleagues. So I, I know how tricky something might be. Um, or even understanding the voice of a composer more and understanding why something might be marked a certain way. Even understanding when we look at you know, older music that harmonically builds the structure, right? It's not, it's not, you know, he's not superimposing, someone like Mozart isn't superimposing an eight measure phrase. It just naturally unfolds with the harmony and learning how to listen to that, learning why he structured that way um, has really helped me over the years. Can I ask you, what sort of exercises, what sort of um, activities do you think are, are good for a, a young composer who's maybe just looking at finale for the first time or just starting to think about how to put their ideas down onto paper? Experiment. Yeah. Experiment, experiment, experiment. Um, and go listen to real instruments and don't rely on MIDI. Right. Um, the, the, the sound that you get from real instruments, um, the harmonic series, you have... Uh, a bass instrument playing a fundamental, there's something that happens in the room that you don't get over a pair of headphones and a mini orchestra. As fabulous as some of these samples are becoming, it's just nothing comes close to the, to real musicians. Right, and, and what might sound good on MIDI does not sound good <laughs> in an orchestra necessarily. <laughs> yeah, the, the doublings and the tunings, like you know, the way you, you might put uh, a couple of instruments together in unison sounds terrible because it's difficult, a difficult passage for them, you know, um, little things like that. But borrow what, I think one of the greatest things that tools that I've learned for, for myself was taking a piece of music and just putting it in finale. Like I wanted to know how uh, Stravinsky had done a particular section of um, the Rite of Spring. So I just kind of stuck in this one little section myself and then I started moving things around, right? So now that you've got a template you can kind of hear, hear where things fit and re reorchestrate a few things if you want to. Mm -hmm. So, so composition is is orchestration and organizing your ideas. Uh, there's so much um, going on, like at multiple levels. It's multidisciplinary, I think, because it's very creative on one part where you come up with some new idea, which is pretty hard to do when you only have twelve notes. Um, but then you also have to figure out, oh. How am I going to stretch this idea to the next level? Mm. How am I going to take this idea from this to this? How am I going to connect them? And so that's when you start all these little things that you learn about maybe sequencing and development of your material, um, inverting a melody and all the, the little tricks like that. that you start figuring out ways to put it together. It's a lot like um, architecture. Mm -hmm. where a building requires you to have a, um, a structure to hold it up and has to be functional. But it also has to be kind of, it, it, you don't want it to look like a, a block. So there, there's um, the, the clever ways that you can take shapes, like even if it's just one shape, you can make them different sizes and move them around. And that's what little things that we do in music too. Um, where you take familiar objects that can adorn the rest of your composition with it. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's motivic unity, we call it. And <laughs> right. there's, there's something beautiful in the simplicity of it. When you think about your experience as an orchestral player and as a composer, who are the composers that really stick out to you as real masters of their craft? Oh, for, I think Shostakovich is one of my favorites. 
um, just the stark contrast in his music. Um, they're really large forms. He's got a lot going on inside of his head. Um, but then uh, there are composers that just write just like the, the most eloquent little ditties, um, especially 20th century guys. Uh, Samuel Barber is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, he's got this great little suite for piano called Excursions. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's just, it's cross rhythms and it's just beautiful. It's really a, a pleasure to listen to. And then there's, um, like we talked about a little bit, like uh, I mentioned Eugene Boza. He mm -hmm. did a lot of stuff for winds that everyone else seems to like the string quartet or the, the Bartok uh, ensemble and stuff. But he, he really focused on instruments that are ignored, like the trombone and little, and um, who else? Um, Kulak is an, another one. And Rachmaninoff, I don't know if you know Rachmaninoff's uh, vocal works, but those yeah, are fantastic. They are, sub, they are sublime, like his Vespers. Mm -hmm. ah. and, and the cool thing about, um, sometimes, you know, as an instrumentalist, you kind of get in a rut, you only want to hear your instrument performed. Right. But when you start, when you're a composer, you start really thinking about the entire color palette and all the instruments and things that make sound. The, all the all the things are like things for that you want to go tap on to see how they how how they sound and resonate and make and create color for your your compositions. And there, it's always something to discover. Well, thanks, Bill, for joining me. This has been Bill Clem, trombonist, composer, and AYO coach extraordinaire. Thanks for chatting with me today, Bill. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great. I'm glad to. I'm really excited about what we're going to do.